You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. You know, it's really hard to like keep track of who does the intro every time. <laughs> I feel like we get to it and we're just like... Who did who it did? last time? Yeah. I know. At least it's like an easy like pop on to... Yeah. We, I mean, we listen on Spotify. Yeah. You can pop on Spotify and listen. But you can double check. Yeah. We, uh, we did take a week off, too, so we're kind of a week I know. out of it. So. Yeah. I feel like I'm like refreshing myself with how it feels <laughs> to record again. It was a much-needed break. I think we had a lot of you know changes going on with my work and yeah. just figuring out kind of our new normal schedule. and our new schedule. Yeah. So it was kind of a nice break and refresher to... To figure that all out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it was a good um, like mental health week for, sure. for us to get our yeah. get our shit together. Yeah. So <laughs> our shit is now together. Yes, it is. So we're we're back and thanks we're good. for being patient and yeah, still listening. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you as always. <laughs> yeah, so new job is going well. I was about to say you have to that. report back on that. Yes, I do love a good four day work week. Yeah, and Friday's off is like pretty dope. Yeah, you have been pretty pleased with that. Yeah. It just feels like, I feel like when I work five days a week, I know you do, I'm sorry, so not to rub it in your face. <laughs> it's but okay. Like, by the time your weekend starts, it's like, it's already over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I feel like Friday and a Saturday and then like Sunday, it's just like, oh, like I feel refreshed and like. I'm ready to go back. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I, I do work five days, but I'm here from home. So it's a little different. A little, yeah. I am jealous of that. I do wish I could do I know. From, from home. That would be an interesting job to do from home. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You're really good, though, I bet, remotely, if you really needed to. I mean, you could. Just answering phones and, like, taking payments, which you can do over the phone as well, so. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Caitlin's doing, like, more office-y yeah. things now within mm-hmm. the dental land. Yep. So, I mean, technically, yeah, I guess you could do that from home, but... Yeah. For the moment you're there. Cleaning teeth, you definitely could not. (laughs) Let me do your remote teeth cleaning. Let me fire up my robot to, like, that'd be weird. Yeah, it would. That is some future shit. They have robots to do, like, surgeries and stuff. I know. It's crazy. That's terrifying. But, like, I would probably trust a robot over me because my hands shake. So, like, I would drop something in someone and be like, (gasps) (laughs) uh oh. Lacerated kitty, and you're like, oops. Uh oh. <laughs> Let's just stitch that up. Yeah. There are many good reasons why we are not, I am not a medical doctor in any way it's because true. I don't think it would go well. No, that would be, it would be scary. That's kind scary. of frowned upon. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. What else did we do? Um, let's see, you've been working and then. This past Friday, I was working all day, and I basically kicked you out of the house. Yep. And you came back with a new ghoul friend's room decor <laughs> in the hand, so. I did. So, there's a huge warehouse called At Home. Yeah. And it's the home decor superstore. It's If you've amazing. never been, it's fucking amazing. Find your nearest one and go there immediately. Yeah. Um, but they have, like, Halloween decor out now. Yeah. So, I was like, ooh, this will look good in the office. Ooh, that'll look good. And so, basically, I come home with, like, armfuls of stuff. And yeah. So, I like... I don't know. Like, what did I do? <laughs> but it came out pretty awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's on it's Instagram. On the, yeah. um, I can put it up on Facebook, too. Yeah. You got some really creepy stuff. Like, that tree topper was pretty yeah. pretty terrifying. So, we have a black Christmas tree that's yeah. now a permanent fixture in our office. Right. Um, decorated in Halloween theme. <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, the yeah, it's a topper. I don't even know what it's for. Like, it's just like a figure that, like... 
yeah. stands on like a tabletop or something. But yep. I was like, oh, I could stick that on top of the Christmas tree. And you saw it and you were like, the fuck? Yeah, she's pretty creepy looking. She is. What did we name her? Agatha. Agatha. Old Aggie's in there now. (laughs) She's creepy. I was walking past there last night and it was dark and I could like see the outline. I was just like, look away, look away. I'm like, I love how we put all this scary shit in our room and it actually does scare us. And we're like the biggest chickens ever. (laughs) Truly. I mean, truly. I'll end it up with a paranormal podcast. I don't don't quite know. Yeah, like you don't watch scary movies, you don't like scary things. I'm like, not really. Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I like the concept of scary things, but like, Movie-wise, I don't like being jumped. Yeah. Like, I do not like jump scares at all. See, I like, like, psychological, like, thrillers. And, yeah. Like, I like, like, the thrill, but, like, not... I don't need shit jumping out at me. Yeah. And That's, like, like, my theory with, like, crying at movies, too. People that watch, like, sad movies. Like, I don't want to cry. I'm trying to, like, enjoy my two hours of, like, entertainment. I don't want to be sad. <laughs> I'm sad enough in my life. Like, <laughs> don't add more. That's fair. I do enjoy a good cry every now and then in a movie, but... I can understand why you wouldn't want to. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, I enjoy a good cry because I feel like it's cathartic. And, like, I just feel like it's the sign of a really well-made movie when mm-hmm. it, like, uh, like evokes that much emotion in, a, in like, a Fair. person. But Fair I just feel like with scary shit, like, the only thing that that's going to evoke in me is a bowel movement. So, <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> I think the only time that it is acceptable for me to want to cry at a movie is Harry Potter. I won't spoil anything, but if you know, you know. No. There's oh a couple, couple parts that I was going to say, I could find a few in every movie. Yep, that I definitely was sad. <laughs> Worth it, though. Fucking it w- love Harry Potter. I do, too. I do love Harry Potter yeah. a lot. Yeah. Dang. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> I know we should. Yes. All right. Well, we took a week off. We're back. We're yep. refreshed. So yep. what are we What are we doing? We are going back to um, a topic we've covered before yep. in an early, early, I think it was an early, like really one, early, early one, like the 30 minute episodes. Yep. And this is going to be another take on ghost ships. Ghost ships. Ship peeps, not ghost ships. Ghost ships. That's a different, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but. <laughs> Possibly like a ghost poop. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I guess a ghost poop. That's close enough. I'm like, that raises more questions than answers for me. We have had many, oh, mystery poops in this house. Yeah. You just, Dennis likes to. When you have critters, yeah. you don't know what you're going to find. At least we know with Dennis, because they're just like massive. <laughs> it's like that does not come up, that came out of a cat, I would be concerned. We need to take them to the bed, because something is wrong. <laughs> Oh, Something is wrong. Yeah. Yes. Ships with a P. Ships. Ghost ships. So. Yeah. Do you want to start with yours? Um. Sure. Yeah. I'll start. I kind of have a shorter one, okay. and then I have like a pretty like longer one, okay. like a doozer. So. Well, I'll start. You start with the short one, then I've got a longer one. Mm-hmm. And then you can do your longer one, and then I can wrap it up with the creepiest and shortest one. That sounds good. Okay. Creepy and short. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Short and creepy. Short and creepy. <laughs> <So cute. laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All right. So the first ship that I'm going to start with is uh, the story of the Octavius. Okay. Now, I think last time, I know I covered for sure the Mary Celeste, and I think that's like one of the like most well-known yeah, ghost ships out sure. there. But it amazes me how many there are. There really are. I mean, we could go on and on we with this series. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are just two more that I found that aren't yeah. as well-known, but they're both really, really interesting to me. Sweet. All right. So the Octavius uh, was a British ship, and it left London in 1761 and headed for China. Um, to deliver cargo there. And on board, there were 28 sailors, 
um, a skipper and which I didn't know a skipper is apparently the same thing as like a captain. Okay. Like you can interchange yeah. those terms. Yeah. Did not know that. Um, so there was the captain and his uh, wife and child were aboard the ship as well. Did you never watch? What? Oh, Puff at me. I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> With Skipper. Um, it was an old show. Oh, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. You didn't watch that? I feel like I saw parts of it. Greg, my dad, was yeah. a huge fan. So it was I was say, often. that was like Nick at Night, right? That good old oh, I don't know. channel. I just remember watching it on there and knowing Skipper. Yeah. And he was the captain, oh, I think. Oh, see, I guess I never put that together. I think so. I think. Don't come for us. Don't come Gilligan's me. Island's like fans. Don't come at me. <laughs> we don't know. But yes, I, I feel like I kind of yeah. knew that, but now, now you know. Now you know. The more you know. I feel like I learned so much more about ships and doing this research than yeah. I ever probably needed to know, but okay. you know, you're going to get some facts, if nothing, through this episode. <laughs> so yes, um, the Octavius, it had a full crew. Um, the captain, his wife and child were aboard as well. So they make it to China, and then they load back up to head back to London, okay. right? Yep. Now, the weather had been pretty warm at this time. So the captain, or the skipper, decided that he was going to take a different route to go back to London by. And this route was the Northwest Passage. Okay. Now, if the last time you heard the term the Northwest Passage was in a history book in high school, like me, you had to go back and kind of look up why this is relevant to what we're going to talk about. Okay. So... Some Some more facts for you. (laughs) The Northwest Passage is a sea passage that connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Now, it goes through, um, it's very close to the Arctic, or practically in the Arctic. So, pretty much has been impassable, like, forever. But now, due to climate change, it's actually starting to melt away so that ships are able to really get through there. Um, Now, the upside to taking this route if you were able to do it, and that's a very strong if, because we're going to talk about... <laughs> Probably why it did not. <laughs> what happened here, um, is that it greatly decreases the voyage from getting from Asia to Europe. Okay. Like, we're talking 4,000 kilometers or 2,500 miles shorter. Oh, dang. Okay. So there were a lot of benefits to doing this, but I believe when the Octavius attempted this route, it had never been done before. So why he was like, well, we're going to be number one. Let's go. <laughs> With your kid on board. We, I know. Like this, The thinking here is a little beyond me. Okay. But anyway, so they decide to, um, you know, take the passage to get back to London. So basically they head into the passage and the ship is pretty much not heard from again. And after a good amount of time is considered to be lost at sea. Okay. So mind you, that was in 1761. Now, 1775. Mm-hmm. So we're fast forwarding yep, a great course. many years. Yep. Um, another ship, the Herald, came across the Octavius, and upon finding it, decided that they were going to conduct a rescue mission to see if anyone was on board and still alive. And this gets, this is actually pretty sad. So what they found on board, underneath, uh, there were 28 sailors who had frozen to death. Um, The wife and child of the captain were found wrapped in blankets in the captain's, uh, like, office, I would assume. Now, this is a little creepy, too. The captain was found sitting behind his desk, completely frozen, and supposedly, according to legend, he was still holding his pen in his hand as if he were writing something. Yikes. So that makes me wonder a few things. Like, yes, obviously it was very cold if they became stuck. Mm -hmm. I mean, hypothermia is kind of inevitable at that point in time. Yeah. 
but what froze you so damn fast that you're still holding a pen in your hand? Like, that's where I kind of get weirded out. That's kind of weird. And um, if you're also freaked out, uh, don't worry, because the crew of the Herald that found them were also very freaked out. Yeah. They thought the ship had been cursed from something or someone. So basically they said, you know what? No one has survived this. We getting the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. So they got off the ship, refused to go back, and basically just, like, let it drift off. Like, they were just kind of like, nope, no survivors (laughs) there. So basically the Octavius was last recorded. Its last sighting was 250 miles north of Barrow, Alaska. Okay. And it has never been spotted since. So it's probably just still floating around. Mm Mm-hmm. Or did it sink? Right. I don't know. A lot of weird questions. And again, how do you become frozen so fast with a that pen, a pen in your hand? Yeah. And no one has been able to really explain what actually happened to the Octavius. Aliens. Aliens. Aliens come into my next one. That's so sweet. you sit tight for that bad yes. boy. But yes. That is creepy. I don't I don't think I would ever want to be like frozen to death or like hypothermia or like I yeah being like super cold and that's just it can't be a quick way to like no die. and I from the very little I know like medically about hypothermia it I think includes a lot of confusion yeah. and like disorientation and so yeah I imagine that was a very terrifying way to go yeah but yeah Ooh. that's creepy yeah what I know that I think that's the question with all of these. Yeah. And this this one kind of gave me like some Mary Celeste vibes because mm-hmm. if you remember when they boarded that ship, it was like they had just like dropped, dropped. everything and ran. Yeah. And the question is why? Mm-hmm. I think that's always the question. Good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it aliens? That's my that's my vote. Arctic aliens. Arctic aliens. Yeah, yes. there we go. You know everything that I say is aliens. <laughs> I blame it all on them. Pretty much. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That was really interesting. Um, are you ready? I am. Okay. Do you have your EpiPen readily available? Uh, it's in the kitchen behind you, so yes. Okay. Because I am going to bring you to the SS Hornet. Ooh. So. Yeah, I don't do well with Hornets. Celeste does not do. I think we've talked I'm about this. I'm very allergic to Hornets. Previous episodes, but Celeste sees a bee and starts, starts wheezing. <laughs> yeah, I am very anaphylactically allergic to flying things with uh, stingers. This is literally my favorite thing to like make fun of Celeste about because she literally starts. Not that he almost died. I'm it's like, not that. why is that funny? <laughs> no, it was like when you had first told me, you were just like, yeah, it was this one time at band camp. And I was like, oh no, that's you. Oh, you are you are one of those. <laughs> I know. Nerd. I know. That movie. What movie was that? It was American, American Pie, Pie, right? Yeah. That ruined band kids forever. At least like the stereotype of what Pretty band much. kids are. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was nearly not that exciting. <laughs> it was just a lot of sweating. Yeah. And a lot of here. Yeah, because yeah, as y'all remember, I'm from South Carolina, so it yeah. was a lot of July's on a Ooh. bus parking lot in a hundred plus degree heat. Conducting away. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day, and it was like some of y'all never spent time outside at band camp, like during the summer, and that shows. And I was like, that's You'll- not wrong, but it's the reason I hate the heat yeah. so much because I will never do that again. It's true. It really is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the hornet. not a flying insect. It is a okay, ship. Okay. So I'm good. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so it was actually an aircraft carrier. Okay. Um, and it was built in 1943 for the United States Navy. Okay. Um, and mostly was uh, used during World War II. Okay. 
Gotcha. Um, so it was the Navy's primary offensive force during the Pacific War. Okay. So this has seen a lot of war. So let me just kind of buckle you up here for a little yeah. bit of history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to kind of take you through kind of everything it did yeah. um, from the beginning. Um, so in 1944, uh, the USS Hornet, they, it, she's a she, um, she was part of the attack on the Japanese installations in New Guinea, okay. Palu, and at Truk. I'm not sure where that is, um, mm. but mostly in um, Japan. Okay. Um, so there were the Marina and Palo Islands campaign, which was against the Imperial Japanese forces. Okay. Um, she fought her biggest battle in the Battle of the Philippine Sea. Okay. Um, and this was also against the Japanese. So it spent a lot of time Yeah. way over there. Um, she wasn't done after that. She took a lot of, a lot of beatings, but, um, yeah. they, you know, kept her up to shape. And, Sturdy. Yep. Um, sure. And so again, in 1944, this was in late 1944, um, the ship went into the Philippines campaign and the volcano and Raikuku, Ryukyu Islands campaign. Sorry. That's Japanese. <laughs> All these pronunciations. I definitely don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Um, and so kind of went through all these wars and battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would think that that would be the thing to kind of like take her out for, you know, out of yeah, sure. It. it didn't, it was a typhoon, oh, um, came okay. and kind of, she sustained a lot of damage. Uh, so she had to kind of do the walk of shame back home yeah. to get patched up. Uh, she came back, she got all fixed up. And then after world war two, um, she took part in the, Operation Magic Carpet. Do you remember what that is? No, okay, but I like the name. <laughs> um, well, it was bringing troops back home from war. Okay. Um, so it was sure. basically going over, filling the ship and taking with them soldiers home. and bringing them home. Sure. Um, dead and alive. Yep. Sure. Um, so she kind of took a little break there um, mm-hmm. and then got called back into action during the Korean War um, and worked as an anti-submarine carrier. That's cool. Pretty cool. She's still not done yet. Uh, so fast forward a few more years into the 1960s. Okay. Um, she was part of the Apollo program. She recovered the Apollo 11 and Apollo 12 astronauts when they returned from the moon. Oh, that's cool. She was super cool. Badass, right? Uh, so basically after that, they're like, you know what, girl, like you You can rest. You got to take a break. Um, so she was decommissioned in 1970. Okay. Um, so today it's actually open to the public. Oh, cool. It's the USS Hornet Museum in Alameda, California. Oh. Um, And you can even stay the night there. You can stay on the ship? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Don't do that. That's creepy. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Um, and if you had any guesses as to why this was part of the the show, it's Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, I don't think my claustrophobia would do well either. There's some very tight spaces in aircraft carriers, and yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Imagine. No. I can't imagine. No. Um, so, a lot of these are um, from the website. Like, they're... Um, from the Hornet Museum's website? Yes. Okay. Like, people can write, like, their experiences. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, these are kind of more first-hand experiences, and they're, like, pretty recent. I would say, like, 2000s. To, Onward to now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just did a couple of kind of the ones that like jumped out to me. Yeah. Um, so this was from one of the uh, workers. Yes. Is where this started, and then from the first time of hearing it, a lot of visitors are okay. now reporting this. Mm. Um, it's one of the most active spots on the ship, and it's in the women's bathroom by the sink. Okay. <laughs> um, so they report hearing men's voices. Like, they can't 
hear like, what they're saying, but like enough that disembodied they can tell. voices. Uh huh. Okay. And so they think either someone's like right outside the door, or there's like a men's bathroom like right yeah. next to it. Um, but then they go out and there's nobody talking and there's no men's restrooms and there's no yeah. men around. And then they kind of tell their tour guide, um, like I heard male voices. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like that's that happens. really common. That's, you know, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of stuff, which we know doing paranormal, anything, mm-hmm. most things happen at night. Sure. It's just the scariest. Um, so there was a worker that reported, um, he was sitting at kind of the head table Mm -hmm. and he said it was a really heavy, sturdy, like desk. It wasn't something that's easily like in the cafeteria. No, it was like in an office. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Like an office, like table. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so he was kind of doing it overnight and there were, it was a troop of boy scouts Mm -hmm. were staying the night there for like a event. Yes. Sure. So he was sitting there and the lights kind of went on. And then off. Mm-mm. And then on. But he said it was very, like, timed. Like, it was... Like, strategic? Yes. Like, okay. it was, like, every, like, four seconds. He said it was oh, very, like, okay. the same kind of time. And he just, like, kind of laughed it off. And he's like, it's the Boy Scouts, you know, kind of goofing off. But it kept happening. Yeah. Um, and so he got up and was just, like, doing his rounds. because like, enough is enough. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Know, y'all can't just be, like, messing around. Um, and he goes to find them all in their cabin fast asleep. Oh, like, dang. All of them are accounted for. All of them are Uh-oh. sleeping. Uh, and as he's walking back to his office, it's still doing the same thing. And the light switches are not like moving. moving. So he's pretty freaked out, right? Rightfully so. So he gets back to the table and he's just sitting there like, the fuck is going on? Yeah. And he said he set his arms down like on the table, like how, like cross. How like you're, yeah. Um, and the whole table jumped up and then slammed and hit the mm -mm. floor. And he said like. I'm not sleeping. Like his shift was over in like an hour. He's like, it was the longest hour of my life. And yeah. I like, went straight home and like tried to go to sleep, but like I could not go to sleep. I was going to ask if he was responsible for the boy Scouts, like for watching them because yes. I would have been like, bye bye boy Scouts. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he stuck it out. He stayed to the end of his shift and he said he didn't tell anybody. And, um, he just wrote it kind of like, yeah. On the, on the, you know, worldwide web where everybody can see it. But <laughs> that was not something he really likes to talk me. about. Yeah. 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 Creepy, right? Mm-mm. Children okay. will be left to fend for themselves. <laughs> I am gone. That's why I, I cannot go. be a parent. I am gone. Like don't I know. Leave your ass. <laughs> I know how they say, like, as a parent, you're like would do anything for your child. I don't doubt that you probably would, but I just don't know if I have that gene <laughs> in me. Because I think if something weird goes down, like I'm leaving our baby. Like I'm gone. Oh, no. I don't know. Dennis's mama. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say that, but I think you would. I would not, hope so. But I ghost, man, I don't know. My kids started talking to, to Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> I might be a little freaked out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I saw a meme the other day. It was like my kid kept saying like a spirit guest, like a spirit guest. And she was like, and then it just says like three exorcisms later, I realized they were saying asparagus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is some shit we That's, would do. <laughs> oh. Oh, oops. Um, so you ready for the creepiest? Yes. Story of the ship? On the Hornet? Yes. Still the same one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Still on the Hornet. This is the last one. Okay. Save the, the best uh, story for last because this one really kind of freaked me out. So there were this, this couple um, that was doing a tour of the ship, not an overnight, just touring. Like I'm good with touring. Like we yeah, can yeah. tour it. Yep. Um, well, I forgot to mention too that um, I guess it's just kind of 
a known fact that a lot of apparitions are seen in like the period, um, like, like military military uniforms. Oh, sure. Navy, yeah. Um, like dress whites. Yep. Okay. Sure. That um, would make sense. Sorry, I meant to mention that. I just it's kind of like a no brainer that that's gonna yeah. be happening. But yep. this uh, couple. And the husband is, you know, a troublemaker, obviously, because there's this big, like, roped off area. This is like, do not enter, like, staff only. Yeah. So he's just like, hey, wife, like, let's go check this out. Mm. And, like, pulls her away from the group. Yeah. And they, like, find this, like, huge open room. But it's, like, pictures are thrown all over the floor. Like, it looks like tossed beds. Like, someone had just come through. Like, and, like ransacked it? Yep. Okay. Um, and then they were just, like kind of freaked out like this is weird and it was um, like oh, yeah you know why is this like that it's like and why aren't we supposed to be here really kind of um everything's put together really nice like why is everything just kind of just thrown around yeah here yeah um so they kind of got a little anxious feeling they said oh uh, yeah yep. <laughs> and then they kind of got worried that they were going to get lost and like the group had kind of moved forward oh god yeah so mm-hmm. they started like kind of really getting freaked out and then they heard like really loud footsteps and they go out into a hall, into the hallway yeah. to look, and it's uh, a, a, a sailor like yeah. charging towards them. Woo. So they start like freaking, freaking out. But they said he they never made eye contact. He looked like through them oh. and walked past them and turned into the ransacked room. Yeah, and they kind of like followed and like peeked back in, and it's there was gone. nobody in there. That feels very residual to yep. me. Mm-hmm. Like. But wonder, like, it's just interesting if that's residual. Why was the room Ransacked. torn apart? Yeah, my guess is you're not allowed in there because somebody in there is not heavy. does not like it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Creepy, right? That is reason number fifty-eight. You don't get away from the group. <laughs> Stay with your group. Listen to directions, and the ghosts will leave you alone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I was thinking too. Um, so here in Charleston, and I think we've talked a little bit about it, but it's really close actually to the venue where we got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, the USS Yorktown is docked yep. and you can um, take tours of it. And I believe there's a, didn't Alicia and Bailey do a ghost tour? They did. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I want to do that now. That looked really interesting. Yeah. They said it was really creepy and apparently they got like onto like the top yeah. like, deck of it and like this like strong wind like came through and like they said Ooh. they had to like brace themselves and it was like. Rather just calm. random, yeah. And the, like, tour guide was like, yeah, like, we gotta go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. had to, like, leave, but crazy, right? And Alicia's the biggest chicken, so I can only imagine, like, her, like, <laughs> losing her mind during this. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, though. Bailey beat the brakes on so having ghosts or human. <laughs> don't mess with her. I would not be scared if I was with Bailey <laughs> of anything. She'd scare the ghost right off. I'm afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, we'll do our next tour with her then yeah, so that sure. we're just safe and secure for <laughs> then. <laughs> but for yeah. Sure. No, I can imagine on especially like military ships like that, there is um, a lot of, there's got to be a lot of just residual energy, yeah. especially with a ship like that, that went through so much mm-hmm. like wars, yeah. missions. I just could imagine the amount of energy there is insane. I mean, that, the Hornet saw a lot yeah a lot of war a lot of death just not good stuff yeah i also wondered and maybe you know the answer to this why are ships always referred to as female do you know that i don't know because we're strong yeah well yeah i'm not arguing that but but we can weather some shit but (laughs) i don't know because i thought way back in the day women were considered bad luck to be aboard ships so that makes me curious as to why like females are 
pretty much always used to refer to For, uh, ships. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. We'll have to Google it. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. All right. Hit me. Are you ready? This one's going to be a bit longer, okay. so strap in. All right. All right. How are we doing time-wise? We good? Well, yeah. Don't <laughs> sit and talk all day. All right. All right. All right. So this one is going to be about the ship called the Carol A. Deering. Okay. And that sounds like a pretty normal name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit of background on this ship. It is a schooner ship, okay. which... Again, here's your next useless fact of the day. <laughs> what is a schooner ship, you ask? Um, it is a vessel with either two or more masts, and the mast at the front of the ship is shorter than the main mast towards the center of the ship. Got it. So kind of think like sailboaty looking yeah. ships, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was launched on April 14th, 1919, and here's a fun fact for you, Caitlin. It was built in Bath, Maine. Oh, what up? And how far is Bath from... Like where you grew up. It's pretty far, right? No, not really. I'd say an hour ish. Oh. Okay. That ironworks. That's really common uh, up there. Isn't that a wedding um, is that a wedding venue? No. Maybe, but no, it's like steel, like a steel. Oh, venue. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's your little local fun fact. Connection. All right. So there's a lot that happened here, but on July 19th, 1920, the ship sailed from Puerto Rico to Newport News, Virginia to load up coal to take with it to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Okay. So, originally it was captained by a man named William H. Merritt. He was a very reliable captain. He was a World War I hero. Okay. Um, his first mate was his son, Aww. and I can assume his name was pronounced Sewell. And there were 10 um, other men on board uh, who were all Danish sailors that were sailing with them. We just had some really good Danish first snack. <laughs> Sorry. That was a hell of a connection. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm it's, still you're not thinking wrong. about it. I was just sitting here thinking about it. It's that, that good. It is. You're like Danish. <laughs> Came from Target. <laughs> Everything comes from Target in this house. <laughs> Continue. All right. So they had gotten to Virginia. They were getting ready to go to Rio de Janeiro. They take off. They're, everything's fine. Now, Merritt, the captain, got sick as they were kind of leaving Virginia. Okay. And so they had to make a call whether he could kind of make the rest of the trip or if they needed to stop then. Apparently, he was seriously ill enough where they had to stop in Delaware okay. where him and his son left the ship. So we need captain and the first mate left. left. The ship. Yeah, that doesn't. This is not going to end well. In hindsight, this probably this did save their lives, but we'll see why. Okay. So the um, captain obviously had to be replaced, and he was replaced. Merritt was replaced by a man named Willis B. Wormel, and a man named Charles B. McClellan replaced Sewell as the first mate. Okay. So we got a captain. Are they captains or like they're just like crew members that they're like? Here you go. No, they were cap. They were actually. Got it. Got it. He was a captain, S- and he was better. a okay. like experienced right. first mate. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so the crew. Now we got a whole crew. We're good to go. Yep. So they left. Um, they sailed to Rio de Janeiro on September eighth, nineteen twenty. Delivered the cargo. Everything's good, and they left Rio on December second, nineteen twenty. Okay. Now. Sorry, the next just snapped everything and right I hope that came stopped, through. Right when you stopped talking, everything just snapped. <laughs> it's the purpose of turning 30. Everything <laughs> just starts like cracking and popping. All right. I think I know where this is going. Hit me. All right. So uh, they're on their way from Rio. They stopped in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Now they got there and um, Wormel was like, you know what? We've been doing a lot of work here. Like, let's take some time off. Go off. Enjoy yourselves. Cool. So the crew was given leave and they did leave the ship. Now, first mate McClellan had a little too much fun and apparently got very drunk. <laughs> and he was heard complaining in a bar about captain, about the captain himself, saying that basically, like, 
he was doing all the work, like the captain could barely see. So he was having to do all the navigating Mm -hmm. and then threatening him saying like, I'll be the captain. Like I'll make sure he's not a captain or, you know, basically a drunken like threat. Yeah. So keep this in mind through the story. Okay. He was arrested, (laughs) but Wormel forgave him for what he did, bailed him out and they left to sail to Hampton Roads, Virginia. Okay. So, that comes in handy kind of as we get farther down the story. Okay. So, um, basically where things kind of get weird is the uh, Deering ended up hailing uh, a, uh, it was, I'm sorry, Cape Lookout Lightship off of North Carolina. Okay. So, basically, it was a distress call. They said they had lost their anchors during the voyage and needed help. But the weird thing, too, was they could see them. Like, the person on the light ship had binoculars mm-hmm. so that they could see the ship. Yep. Um, they said the crew was kind of acting really weird. Like, when they should have been working and, like, doing things, they were just kind of, like, puttering around the top deck. Like, okay. something kind of seemed amiss with what was going on. Um, so, on January 31st, 1921... The Deering was found to have run aground on what's called the Diamond Shoals off the Cape or off the coast of North Carolina in the Outer Banks. Okay. Basically, this is a really jagged, rocky area. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's very infamous for taking down ships okay. if you don't know how to navigate it correctly, to the point where it's usually referred to as the Graveyard of the Atlantic. Ooh. So, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, no bueno indeed. So, the Deering has run aground, it's stuck okay. in the rocks. Um, obviously people on land see this. Yep. Um, unfortunately, because the water was so rough and it was so dangerous to try and get ships out there, they weren't actually able to arrive for a rescue until February 4th. So mind you, they crashed the 31st, they arrive on the 4th. Okay. Now, what do you think they found when they got out there? Dead people. Well, they weren't all just, you know, telling stories around the fire (laughs) and waiting for help. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So they get out there, and they find that two lifeboats were missing. Navigational equipment was missing. But what's kind of weird was that, like, food prep had seemed to be in progress when it's assumed the crew had left the ship. So nobody was on board? No, there was no crew on board. But it kind of seems like, again, this reminds me of Mary Celeste, like, they left in the middle of something. Yeah. Like, just dropped everything. It's not like they had, like, a chicken sandwich half made and... Right. And, and just, just took off, yeah. And mind you, they had not made it to shore, so they're like, where are all of these people? Yeah. So there were some investigations done into the disappearance of the crew, but they were ultimately never located. And there has never really been a good explanation of what happened to the Deering, why it ran aground, and what happened to the crew. Interesting. I thought we were going to go to the Bermuda Triangle. We are. Oh. <laughs> now. <laughs> because. We are. <laughs> there is no, like, rock solid, like, explanation. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of theories, of course, yeah. on what happened. So this is kind of the conspiracy theory time. Yep. Put on your tinfoil hat because <laughs> we're going in. So, there's some kind of, like, normal explanations, I would say. Um, The U.S. government tried to say it was uh, related to hurricanes. Okay. Fair enough. There wasn't a ton of damage done to the ship, so this kind of seems a little unlikely. Uh Uh-huh. Another thought was that maybe the ship was taken over by pirates. Yep. Not uncommon at the time. That was a very commonly trafficked area by Mm -hmm. pirates. But there were, basically from what I read, they said... 
this was a really fast ship, and if pirates were going to use it for rum running, like down to the Caribbean, they would have kind of looked for a more inconspicuous, like slower ship that they could easily hide rum on board. So that kind of kills the theory a little bit. Yep. Here's the one that's real (laughs) kind of wild. Russian communist. (laughs) Okay. So, around the time of this incident, in New York, the police raided um, what's called the United Russian Workers' Party. And basically, this was a communist, I believe, front group. Okay. And they found documents that supposedly had instructions from Russia saying that they should um, seize American ships and sail them to Russia. So... A possible theory, like, did they attempt to do this and it went really, really wrong? Yeah. This is kind of more out of left field because there was never any confirmed, like, evidence that these, like, ship seizures ever happened. Okay. So it kind of doesn't really uh, let the theory float. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew how to edit that in, I would, but I don't. Going back to my theory. <laughs> One time at band camp, you are a fucking nerd. <laughs> I still am. I know. I still am. You just proved that. (laughs) So, yeah. So, could it be Russian communist? I am so ashamed. Maybe. (laughs) Or proud. I don't know. (laughs) A mixture of both. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, there's one. That's the kind of the wild one. Yeah. (laughs) And here is your final and favorite. The Bermuda Triangle strikes again. Oh, I thought you were going to say aliens. Well, I kind of connected it because, you know... From what I understand geographically, it's not that far from where a lot of the weird shit mm-hmm. happens in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. And I was just looking up some stats. Apparently, over, the th- over 35 years, over 700 boats and 120 planes have gone missing in that area. Nuts. So That's it's aliens. I feel like the I, Bermuda Triangle is related to aliens. I was one. I literally wrote that right in my notes. <laughs> I swear that is like my wholehearted explanation to what happens there you know you know it's kind of weird too right because like all right we're gonna get a little far out on this one but hear me out you know i love a good alien i know i'm I'm all for aliens it's just like you know we spend all our time like looking to space and Mm -hmm. do i believe that there is other life out there absolutely i think we're way Mm -hmm. too large of a universe for us to be the only things hanging around but what if it's like what if they're underwater like Mm -hmm. what if that's because we've never explored every bit of the ocean. I mean... We can't go that far down. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah. That is an interesting, actually really interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, not really... Maybe that's like... Not a whole lot of... But area. You just well, right. Like, they're there. under the water, not above it. And everyone's looking above when really they should be looking below. Mm-hmm. That's given me some vibes. Did you ever see that movie, The Abyss? Um, I mean, probably a long time ago. It is so, so old, but I forget who's even in it, but it's basically this idea that, like, aliens live, like, really deep in the ocean. That's cool. And now I'm kind of starting to wonder. (coughs) Sorry, I just sucked that down. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Interesting. Aliens. Aliens, for sure. But my theory against the ocean... Alien theory. (laughs) ...is that planes go missing, too. It's true. But maybe, like... They just, like, suck the airplane under? Yeah, or maybe it, like, j- like messes with their navigational system. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there's something to do with, like, magnetic waves, like, from the ocean that, or like... Or it puts you into a new universe altogether. Oh, maybe there's a portal. That's right. Oh, we love a portal. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your talk there. God, this has gotten so far down, then I, like, 
We're going down the Bermuda Triangle hole. We need to do the Bermuda Triangle next. Let's do that, yeah. It's really interesting. I have got some theories and thoughts in my head about it. All right. Well, let's save that for next week. All right. Are you ready? Yes. For mine? Yes. Okay. All right. Are there aliens? Uh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> um, could be, though. I yeah. I can kind of go with that theory, but okay. not that I saw. Okay. All right. So we are going to do a uh, shipwreck. Okay. Okay. Go ship. It is called the SS Orang Midan. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> not 100% sure. Sorry if it's not. <laughs> Um, it's Indonesian, so okay. Um, that's kind of where that came from. All right. Um, it's a shipwreck in the Dutch East Indies, okay. which, like I just said, is modern day Indonesia. Sure. Um, it literally translates to "man from Medan." Hmm. So Medan is a city in Indonesia. Okay. Got it. Following. I am. Got it. All right. So apparently, there was this uh, ship, and nothing abnormal. Uh, just started sending out this kind of cryptic um, Morse code yeah. to um, another ship Okay. that was nearby. Um, and then some of them uh, started coming in that made more sense. Okay. And so I'm going to directly read what the Morse code, what they were typing. And remember, it's like, dee, 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 dee. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yep. that's literally what they were doing. Yep. And it said, SOS from the Iran Midian, we float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole crew dead. Well, who the hell is doing the Morse code? Right. And then it had a bunch of jumbled dots and words, um, and then it went quiet. And then, like, three minutes later, it typed again, I die. Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, dang. So, this boat called the Silver Star was like... Okay. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> Let's go check this out. Yeah. See what's going on. Um, so they find the ship mm-hmm. um, and then attempted to, they got on the ship to see if there was anybody yeah. alive because someone had to send that. was typing. Yeah. Everybody else was dead. Um, okay. So this is kind of where it gets weird. Okay. Uh, they were all found face up. Oh. And they Ooh. looked frozen. All of their eyes were wide open and their mouths were wide open like they had seen something horrific. Ooh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So they um, they didn't like that. (laughs) The people that got on the ship. Nope, I wouldn't like it either. Fuck. Yeah, that'd be my reaction. Um, (laughs) So they basically get off the ship Mm -hmm. and they're like, nah, like everybody's dead. I ain't trying to do that. I don't want to be on this ship, but they start towing it back. Yeah. Um, to the port. Sure. To, like, figure out. Figure out kind of what yeah. happened here. Okay. Um, so they start towing it, and mm-hmm. then they realize that thing's on fire. Oh, the ship was on the fire? The ship is on fire. So oh. now it's burning, and it's, like, pretty well engulfed. But it wasn't on fire when they got there. Correct. Oh, okay. And so that's weird. Yeah. Keep in mind that they all died, but the men that went onto the ship to check everything out didn't die keep that in mind because this is going to be this okay is, it's going to get weird all right um so they like jump off and they're like no we're not like we're done with this. that <laughs> we're towing it it's on fire it like fully engulfs and they realize like we can't tow it's it going to light like, us on fire correct. so they cut the rope let you know they kind of float off a little bit and then the whole boat just like explodes kaboom yeah okay and sinks okay okay no evidence <laughs> right. Mm, 
Okay. So this was in the 40s, okay? I'm putting my tinfoil hat back on. You gotta put it back on. <laughs> um, so n- some people believe that it was um, carrying, they were smuggling chemical substances like potassium cyanide, nitroglycerin, and wartime stocks of nerve agents. Okay. What kind so, of shady shit were y'all doing with all that? Some shady shit. So, with a little bit of research here, uh, if salt water mixes with these chemicals, it can release toxic gas. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's, that's um, pretty solid. And so that would kind of explain why they were all dead. Um, sure. They would have asphyxiated or um, like monoxide poisoning, right? Carbon monoxide, Carbon monoxide poisoning. Yep. Uh, so if the water kept coming in, the salt water would have reacted with the nitroglycerin, which could cause a fire and explosion. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people think maybe that's it. But then other people are saying, why are they all face up? up And, like, their mouths and, like, eyes are, wide open. Like, that's kind of creepy, right? Well, it's just weird that they, yeah, like, how do they all end up face up? Like, you think some of them maybe tried to, like, jump overboard or, like, Mm -hmm. were found, like, trying to get off the ship. But, yeah, that's a... So there hmm. were a few men that had briefly boarded the ship. Yeah. To check everything out. And remember, they didn't die. So yeah, they got one, back off the ship. Right. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they went on the ship. You would have thought they would have died. Yeah. From the gas. Right. Right? They did it. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they searched the whole ship. And when they got back onto the ship, they said, like, the feeling on the ship was, like, ice cold. Like, mm. everything was ice cold. And the temperature outside was 110 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was just 40 degrees cold. Celsius. <laughs> yeah, not cold. Um, and they said like that everything around it were like was freezing, and they mm. said that the bodies looked frozen. Remember? Oh, interesting. Frozen. So they don't believe that it was like toxic hmm. fumes because they said we survived, we feel fine, everything was fine. Yeah. And whatever was on that ship was not. Yeah. Right. Like something was not normal. It's probably an alien. What if the Kraken is like an alien, actually? The fuck is a Kraken? You never seen? It's like the giant squid thing that oh, like no, takes. Oh, the Kraken. Yeah, but it's like that giant squid thing that like takes down ships and like, it's huge. I'm I've never up, heard of such a thing. I'm gonna look up a picture real quick, but <laughs> it's gigantic. But I'm like, maybe it's an alien in disguise, and they like saw You're it. You're really and gonna they, go on this ocean theme. I'm really like, you just think about it though, like. The ocean is so deep that we ha- there's no way we can get down to some of those places. Like, I feel you. I'm there. I'm there with you. I'm there. interested. Dang. I got questions. But yeah, that was my story of, of that ship. Uh, you can actually Google um, like a picture. There's a picture of one of the bodies Ooh. on the ship. Dang. That's kind of like what the Kraken. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like a big-ass octopus like yeah. taking things out. Dang. Dang. Indeed. That was a good one. Yeah. That face up business really That's freaked me out. Really what like struck me is not mm. normal. Cause yeah. you, think that, you know, like everybody in everybody's mouths are like wide open. And have the same reaction mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who was typing. Yeah. And who and sent who that knew message? knew that they were all dead. Yeah. No survivors. No survivors. And then obviously you're still alive. Yeah. And then you said, I die. I die. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it was the Kraken. Maybe the crack at New Morse code. Well, it's got enough tentacles. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. And they just, like, disappeared back under the water. That's why some of them were jumbled. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's me texting. And I'm just like... What did we keep trying to... We were hanging out with our friends yesterday, and we kept trying to type, like, Caesar salad, but it kept autocorrecting to Casper salad. It's like... 
Every time you try to say fuck and it comes out as duck. duck. Are you ducking kidding me? Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> well, dang. Yeah, those are good. I enjoyed that. That yes. last one really got me. Did it? It did. I told you I was saving the best. It was shortest, but the best. Yeah, it packed a punch. Packed a punch. Yeah, it did, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'm trying to think if we have any final things we need to go through before wrapping her up for the, the episode. We're getting about time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything. Yeah, I don't think so. Find me on Facebook. Yeah. Come buy some merch. Yep. Coolfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. <laughs> Wait, you going to tell them where? <laughs> I guess that's probably important. <laughs> that might be helpful. Yeah, and if you do order merch and get it, please um, tag us on Instagram or on Facebook so yeah. we can see it and we can share it with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know our friend Lindsay ordered a sweatshirt recently. Yes. So thank you, Lindsay. It's way too hot in North Carolina to wear it right now, but... We'll get there soon. Uh, they do keep their house at like... 46 degrees, so mm. it's probably being worn, if I had to guess. That's really fair. Yeah. That's how I know there are people, because I feel the exact when same When I went there to visit, I like walked into the house, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people that keep their house super hot, like, I don't know how you survive. It was I like really when we don't. stayed with my parents, and it was like the war of the, like, thermometer. <laughs> it was two weeks of, like fighting back and forth with it. And like I know. Nobody spoke, like, nobody spoke of it. It was just, like, the unspoken, like, battle. <laughs> I know. My family is, like, hysteric, like, pretty hysterically, like, non-confrontational. So it was just very <laughs> passive-aggressive, like, turning the thermostat up and down. Well, we had it at 68, and that was, like, a big no-no. <laughs> and he had it at, your dad had it at 72. And that was a big no-no. And that was a big no-no. We did eventually... We compromised. We compromised at 70. <laughs> you know what? You had to give a little there, but... <laughs> Man, just like why you don't know. (laughs) Why you don't live at home again? I guess after you moved out. But Jeff just has a permanent sweatshirt that's just gonna live here. Yeah, he really does. (laughs) It's chilly. He did when we lived in Virginia. We made him like bring one up and leave it there. Yep, we did. Yeah, I like cold. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. Just like my heart, icy cold. (laughs) Oh, I don't believe that. Okay. All All right. right. So, we've talked about merch, Facebook. Remember that proceeds that we get from purchasing merchandise will go to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. Um, Come see me on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. Trying to be more active there. (laughs) So, cut me some slack, folks. I'm sorry. Um, And as always, if you want to email us or send a listener story, please do so to ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And I feel like we've gotten a few little listener stories in, so like, keep sending them. We may be getting to a listener story episode. Those are my favorite. I I know. I love doing them, too. Yeah. Because usually it's just our reaction. They're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Y'all have some wild shit going on. Pretty much. All right. I think that's it. All right. Wrap her up for the week. As always, we hope you stay safe and healthy, and as always, very, very spooky. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin, and don't forget to wash your hands. And don't forget to wash your hands, and please wear a mask. And (laughs) we're your girlfriends. (laughs) Bye! Bye.